This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, your download on the market, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. In this episode, Janie Kosofsky, a partner at B&K Law in Matthews, North Carolina, shares how he and his team recovered from a weekend disaster and were back in business first thing on Monday. Hey, Jamie, let's start by uh, rewinding the tape here. Take us back to that uh, fateful evening and talk us and walk us through what happened. Sure. It was a uh, it was a pretty crazy night for sure. You know, July 4th had come and uh, we had had a pretty long day and went to bed eight o'clock, not feeling so great. Four hours into my sleep, phone rings and um, it was my partner, Kelly Brady. And Kelly very calmly said to me, Jamie, 3065, which is the address of the uh, building, is on fire, and you really need to get out there right now. And she was deadpan. I could tell she wasn't joking around. And it's one of those calls that you just kind of sit up straight in your bed, and you're trying to shake the cobwebs out. And uh, probably after about two to three minutes, I finally realized what was going on. And uh, I grabbed my stuff and off I went, you know, I grabbed, it was funny what I grabbed. I grabbed a pair of my outdoors pants, my technical pants that I wear when I go and play outside. I grabbed an ax. I grabbed a, a headlamp that I fished with at night, a spotlight from my boat and a big pair of boots along with enough food to hold me over overnight. Um, in addition, I also packed some other equipment that would help me secure the building overnight. So I don't know why, but that's just what I grabbed. Hey, Jamie, it sounds like you were ready to fight the fire yourself. It's the Indiana in me coming out. <laughs> well, let's talk about when you arrived on scene. Uh, here you have not only your business, your life, your livelihood going up in flames. Describe what that was like. Well, driving out to the office, you know, all these horrible thoughts are going through your head. Um, whether it's thoughts of, oh my God, I hope no one's in there, to how am I going to explain this to my clients, to what bankruptcy is going to look like. And um, I, it, it was a very long eight minute drive. And I came flying up the road and a cop comes running up to my car because I'm going way over the speed limit. And uh, lo and behold, it's one of my real estate brokers I do closings for who's also a member of the Matthews Police Department. And uh, he runs up and he's like, Jamie, there's nothing you can do. He goes, but there's a car out back. Is there somebody in the office? And um, thank goodness it was one of our paralegals had left her car there for the weekend. And so the fire department was frantically looking for somebody in the building, but we got, you know, we got to the office. There were two hook and ladder trucks. Uh, they had, they had cut a hole in the roof and they were both had all their ladders extended and they were spraying water directly down into my office, uh, ironically. And um, there were ambulances, there were fire trucks, there were, there was the full police department. We had just had a gas explosion in Charlotte a couple days beforehand. So uh, the Nat uh, Piedmont Natural Gas had a full fleet of cars out there. But uh, it was a pretty 
disturbing sight to come around the corner and just see uh, th this whole carnival-like atmosphere around your building. Now, you got there, you're on scene, and I know they like to keep people way back, but you'd obviously like to be right in the middle of this and get to the bottom of it immediately. Uh, talk about that process from when you arrived on scene to uh, when you were allowed to uh, get closer and eventually get into the building. So my partner was here when I, when I got here, Kelly Brady, and Kelly had walked her way up to about two buildings down, and that's where they had us held. And being the type of person that I am and coming from the uh, industry that I came for before this, I kind of wandered my way around and got a little bit closer. Um, and with the spotlight, I was able to kind of light up the building and see what I could see. Um, and, you know, we just kind of sat there. We talked with the fire department. We talked with uh, um, the police department. You know, the, the officer, who's also one of our real estate brokers, had heard the call. He was not on duty. He came in to, uh, to help Kelly and I out. And uh, he, he kept us pretty much up to date, but the fire department would not talk to us until the fire was out. By the time I got there, the fire was pretty much out, but they were still um, working on it because it was in the core of the building. So there was a lot of questions that were unanswered. And at this point, it appears that the damage is going to be pretty devastating, right? I personally thought the fire was in our air conditioning unit because of where it was located. But, you know, at this point in time, we had called our CFO uh, who had just been the project manager on a transition of our IT system from our old provider over to Premier One. And, you know, he had called Premier One from the scene. And this is about one o'clock in the morning Eastern time. And they had assured him that we were intact as far as our data. So it was nice to have a little bit of that pressure off. But, it, you know, at that point, it was just a matter of where is the fire? And we were then asked to go back. We have a building right behind it. And we spent a good half hour with the detective from the Matthews Police Department, and it's protocol uh, whenever there's a fire such as this, you know, to be interviewed. And they ask all the questions, you know, do you have people that don't like you that might burn this down? Have you had any, have you had any upset clients, things like that? And, uh, you know, after going through all of those questions, um, you know, the fire was out, the fire marshal had come in and um, finished his, you know, his initial uh, assessment. And so he met us at the door. And at that point, my partner and I were still pretty much numb. Um, you know, our CFO had contacted the, the insurance company and contacted the managed services provider. And we had already filed our claim. We had everybody working on a solution by that point in time. And the fire marshal then, uh, you know, said to Kelly and I, you know, uh, would you like to go inside? And, you know, as we're walking across the parking lot, my question was, um, what kind of shape is our server room in? And his answer was, was 
exactly what we didn't want to hear. Son, there is no server room. Um, that's where the fire was. Everything is gone. And my partner was pretty comfortable with the fact that, um, you know, P1 had told us everything was intact. You know, I'm a, I'm a glass half empty guy. I was still just mortified. And at that point, they took us into the building and it was um, pretty devastating. Uh, everything in the building was black. You could not breathe um, because the fire had taken place in a room that had our, um, all of our IT equipment, all of our wires. So there was a lot of plastic in uh, uh, different PVC in there. And it just put off a horrible, horrible amount of smoke and soot. There's, you know, two to three inches of water on the ground. And uh, it, it just was horrible. Jamie, I know everybody listening is probably curious if they've determined the cause of the fire. I'm sure this is still under investigation, right? It's still under investigation. You know, we really don't know what happened. That afternoon, uh, we had a line of thunderstorms go through Charlotte. You know, because of the high volume that, that we're having right now, there was a lot of us, including myself, working over the weekend. And at about 3 o'clock that afternoon, the system went down. And come to find out, the power had gone out in Matthews, and which is where the office is. And it caused a interruption in our production. We, we did bring it back up right around dinner time. And it was probably six hours later that we were in full fire. So what we're, what we're suspecting is that we were either hit by lightning or we were subject to an electrical surge that blew through all of our uh, surge protectors and all, you know, the protectors like that. What we do know at this point is that there was a short on our uh, battery, on our backup battery, the, the UPS, and those batteries are nothing but controlled bombs. And um, let's just say that there was nothing left of the UPS system, which sat at the bottom of our server stack. And uh, it pretty much blew everything up. Uh, you know, since that time, we were able to go back and look at the records and uh, right around 11 o'clock, everything just went off and never came back on. And so um, we're, we're thinking that it was probably caused by the surge. So let's assume that that actually is the cause of the fire. Then that is something that could happen to anyone, any place, any time across America and in our business. Uh, obviously, data, information, our technology systems are vital to our business. So let's turn the page here in the next day or maybe overnight, you're already thinking, okay, we need to be back up. We need to be operational. How were you able to pull this off? So about four or five years ago, when, uh, when, when Alta came out with their best practices and, and TRID came into effect, we started building with our old provider, US ProServe, a uh, disaster uh, recovery plan. It's central to a compliance management system. You know, we're a tier one vendor for many large companies across the country. Uh, we, we have a SOC 2 type 2, and central to that is our disaster recovery. 
probably there are two things in our disaster recovery that really made it possible for us to be up the next day. Three things. Number one is a high level of redundancy. And that was the fact that everything on site was our primary record, but it was being backed up in Kansas. Number two, everyone is required to take home their laptop every night. And everyone except for two people had taken their laptop home. Number three, we have a very, very strict clean desk policy. And any and all live documents, which are there are very few, as we've been paperless since 2008, are required to be locked in a drawer. Now, had the fire gotten to those offices, it would have been a different story. But those particular offices were only subjected to soot and water. And because of that, everyone had their computer. Because of that, everything was backed up. Because of that, all of our live checks are titles, meaning titles to mobile homes, deeds, uh, packages that had come in after it was too late to record, as well as checks, were able to be salvaged from the building. Those were the first things pulled out. The second thing that, that happened is we set up a war room and we started looking at things such as how far our records went back, things like that. We had our phone trees put together as part of the DR. Um, we had our client plans as part of the DR. And at eight o'clock in the morning, we were told that we have, our system is up, however, not 100% functional. That is absolutely remarkable. So you've done what, let's be honest, a lot of people in the business have not done. There's still a lot of old school out there, and you took the initiative to uh, make the change, uh, introduce the technology, and I'm stating the obvious now, but you're, I'm sure, thrilled that you put in the time and effort and the investment to do that. Yeah, um, absolutely. But but I think the most important thing is is, uh, our team adopted a culture of compliance and the entire team from the beginners to the veterans, from the executive management on down to the ministerial, I mean, they embraced it. They live by it. They don't cheat on it. And it worked. We had our uh, quarterly meeting yesterday. We have quarterly meetings with the entire staff. And it was pretty remarkable to look around the room and say, hey, guys, you know, since the last time we talked, um, we've had a couple of things happen. And it's because of you that we're here today. So it was a total team effort. Um, no one person did anything out of the ordinary. It's just the culture of compliance worked. And there's a happy ending here. But uh, let's be honest. I mean, it has been quite an adjustment, right? I know your phones are still not working and there's a lot of little things, right? So there are a lot of blessings here, but uh, you're still kind of getting your bearings, right? After the fire, you know, the fires on July 3rd, uh, I'm sorry, July 5th, we had probably, I think the fifth largest month in the history of the law firm as far as volume. And we are literally sitting on each other's laps uh, you know, my my desk is nothing more than a small six-foot round table that I share with one of our uh, uh, admins. 
Uh, my partner sits right in the same room. I mean, we are all in one room, jammed up really tight with one team. Luckily, there was a, a, a half a building next to us that was available. And on top of it, our lease expired on our other office. And so uh, to add insult to injury, we are all crammed up in this one little room. And so there are a lot of little things, you know, there, the phone system does not work. And, um, you know, if there was one thing we could have done better, it would have been the phones. Everything else worked really well. And like I said, it just took a lot of patience and understanding, not only from, from our, our staff, but our clients as well. You know, we have some wonderful partners. There was an incredible outpouring of support from the industry itself. And I'll be the first one to be there when someone else needs it. And Jamie, one key point I want to drive home is that you were up and running next business day. This wasn't, hey, we're out for a week or even a few days. You were up and doing business the next business day, right? We had a client show up on in our parking lot at nine o'clock. Uh, she had closed the evening of the third at about five o'clock. And she was coming by to pick up her checks. And I literally had to put a respirator on, go into the office, um, break a desk open, pull her check out and give it to her. And that was at nine o'clock. At 10 o'clock, we gave the all clear for our staff to go in and start processing business as usual. And um, it was not business as usual. It was very slow. It was a big challenge. Uh, the fire was hot enough that it melted our um, our fiber. You know, we have fiber directly into the office, and it got destroyed. But uh, uh, you know, in our in our disaster recovery plan, we had three tiers of um, if thens. You know, if 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 it was one building, everyone moves to the other building. If the internet is down, we move over to three um, G. We had one employee in particular, one of our uh, pre-closing paralegals, she had done some exploring on her own and found a Google phone solution. And that's what we're using to this day. We're using the Google phones and the uh, Teams phones, you know, and, and it just goes to show you that, that, you know, everyone, everyone rallied, everyone came together. So Jamie, to close this out, uh, what's your advice to everyone downloading this podcast out there, I think I know the answer here, but I want to hear you tell us, uh, what do you advise everyone do here? Understand that it can happen to you. Put your disaster recovery in place, your plan in place. Test it. That's the most important part is test it. Everyone in this country is either exposed to hurricanes or snowstorms or the power goes out. Those are great times to test your system and most importantly, get your staff on board, educate them and get buy-in because if the management buys in, that's one thing, but when the entire team buys in, that's when you're going to have success in the face of disaster. Thanks to Jamie Kosofsky, a partner at B&K Law in Matthews, North Carolina, for sharing his firm's success story with disaster recovery. And thank you for partnering with WFG. To learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, visit wfgagent.com.